Transmitting from WebmasterRadio.fm World Headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rockstars. Yeah, that's right, everybody. I would like to welcome you to this Tuesday, October the 16th edition of the SEO Rockstars. My name is Darren Babin, and I am joined by my co-host, Chris Boggs, the Director of Thought Leadership from Rosetta. How you doing today, Chris? I'm uh, doing great, Darren. Good to hear your voice. How's Texas? Texas is amazing. You know, it's, it's always fun. Of course, Texas is home for me. Uh, last week, you know, I dedicated the show to my sister. She was getting married. And I, I can truly say, you know, for those of you who are friends with me on Facebook, you likely saw, you know, a bunch of pictures flying out. She was absolutely a beautiful bride, um, blushing occasionally, thanks to me. And, of course, um, just just an amazing, amazing, amazing time. Probably one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. So I've had an amazing time in Texas. It's actually rainy and nasty out. Uh, so I drew the blinds and uh, pulled up with my laptop, and I'm cocked, locked, and ready to rock. We've got an amazing uh, lineup today to talk about. Uh, and Chris, I know you and you know your waiters on because you kind of crawled in there hip deep. Um, we're, we're talking about the FTC and again about a review of paid listings and how the search engines disclose this information to the end users. So I gotta say, I, I'm always I'm always for this. Um, you know, this this isn't anything that that is new. Uh, the FTC has long, um, you know, I, I would say long. Well, what ten years ago, and then even before that, you know, they began looking at the engines. But we know in in O2, they definitely put the clamp down and said this was how things were supposed to be done. And obviously, some of those things aren't, you know, some of those requirements aren't being met. Uh, hence, the question being raised about a review of, of how search engines disclose those paid listings. So, Chris, for those that are listening that, you know, maybe they're not familiar with this or they, they, they aren't aware that, that this is out um, and you guys uh, from Sempo put, put this letter together – Bring, bring the audience up to speed because this is ab- absolutely important for our listeners to get up to date on. Sure. So this is all stemming from in uh, June of 2002, the United States of America Federal Trade Commission document, which if anyone's in the chat room, uh, this is uh, October 16, 2012, in case you're uh, listening at a later date so you won't see this link. But uh, the FTC um, you know, put out, uh, I guess you could call it a uh, – 
uh, memorandum. Um, it, it could be called, um, I think it was linked to as being called a guidelines as well. But essentially, the FTC wanted search engines to be very clear in uh, when people are coming to a search engine, whether or not they are about to click on something that is uh, either uh, editorial versus having been, you know, paid for or, or, or an advertisement, right? So the, you know, there's three kind of primary bullets in the FTC original uh, uh, guidelines. Uh, any paid ranking search results are distinguished from non-paid search results with clear and conspicuous disclosures. Uh, the second would be the use of paid inclusion is clearly and conspicuously explained and disclosed. And thirdly, no affirmative statement is made that might mislead consumers as to the basis on which a search result is generated. So bottom line is, you know, are humans that are coming to search engines uh, being given, you know, algorithmically determined, uh, which you could say would be objective versus subjective. There's a bunch of different ways you could describe the types of results, right? But it's either paid for or it's not. And um, it, over the years, since this, this has happened, uh, there's been a few different things that have happened, you know, that have caused people to wonder whether uh, Google, among other search engines, are, are paying attention to these guidelines. Uh, in June of this year, uh, Danny Sullivan actually wrote a letter uh, to the FTC uh, and it, uh, also sent it to the chairman, uh, John Leibowitz, um, essentially asking that, um, you know, that the FTC reviews their guidelines. Um, Danny does, as usual, an excellent job in kind of detailing out uh, in his letter uh, sort of some of the things that uh, he feels uh, would be important to take a look at from the FCC's perspective. So that's the background. Now, jumping into October of this year, um, we, uh, being the Search Engine Marketing Professionals Organization, SEMPO, uh, I'm the chairman of the board of SEMPO, and uh, we met recently in a face-to-face -face capacity uh, during the uh, Search Engine Strategies to San Francisco conference this year. And uh, we decided that it would be wise for us, and then we actually subsequently decided over a couple phone meetings uh, after that to come up with a letter uh, that essentially volunteers SEMPO to help the FTC with uh, this review of their guidelines. Uh, we feel that we're in the position, uh, being an organization of people that are involved in search, uh, ranging from, you know, small mom-and-pop shop, you know, single consultant kind of folks and members, all the way up to the, some of the very big agencies that are members of SEMPO. Um, you know, we have a pretty good experience set within, uh, you know, our member group, and we feel uh, that we could be of assistance to the FCC in this review process of their guidelines. Um, you know, you can certainly read the entire letter um, on Search and the Land. Uh, we're also going to be posting it to SEMPO shortly. And um, it essentially, like I said, it says that we would like to help uh, we also call out the fact that we are currently helping in a long and laborious issue uh, uh, with Department of Labor, speaking of laborious, on the classification of job roles in search. And we've in the past also um, spoken out um, uh, as a group, as SEMPO, based on what our membership was saying, uh, against the SOPA and PIPA uh, uh, legislation that was going on, I guess it was uh, early this year. Uh, right. So this is something that Sempo has basically offered to help the FTC with looking at these guidelines again. Now, Chris, I, I, I have a question. Um, you know, what do you think 
you know, as as chairman of Sempo, looking at um, at this call for an FTC review, what do you what do you think the realities are of the FTC turning to Sempo as as this um, you know uh, body that that has been established, you know, for just this type of purpose. Well, we know this, um, but we we know historically the FTC has you know they've really been ignorant to the you know how the workings of all this stuff really really goes on. You know, you know, I know. I, I think most people understand that they could absolutely use the help of Sempo, um, you know, to to look at how they evaluate. Um, you know how the engines are displaying these paid listings. What do you think the realities are of the FTC opening their doors and saying, "Hey, guys, yes, we absolutely could use your help, and you know, enroll you guys into this process." What do you What do you think those odds are? You know, I, I'm unfortunately really not qualified. I guess I should be, and I should have done some research on on a question like that because I don't know if within other. Um, I guess communications-based fields. Uh, if the FTC has reached out to an or a nonprofit organization like Sempa, which is compri- comprised of a bunch of member units that are either individuals or part of a, you know, larger for-profit organization. Uh, you know, this brings in. I, I think. Uh, I think that, and perhaps we're going to have to go to break first because I do want to talk a little bit more yeah. detail around who. Um, you know who's for this? Um, who would support Sempo in this? And 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 unfortunately, there's a number of people, and uh, I don't think that there's a huge amount of people, but they're a very vocal minority uh, that feels that uh, both Danny Sullivan at Search Engine Land as well as Sempo is nothing but a Google shill, right? So I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail. But I, I think I, I would hope that the FTC would have some people within their leadership that would say, hey, let's go to this nonprofit org. They're made up of a bunch of different uh, competitors. It's essentially a bunch of competitors banded together into a banded nonprofit. Right. Why would they have any individual, uh, you know, personal goals to try to win, you know, win something out of helping to influence the FTC's uh, guidelines? You know, I think personally, in a, in a perfect world, I think this is a perfect answer for how the FTC should get support. Because if they went to any single agency, uh, it would be difficult. If they went to, um, you know, someone like Search Engine Land or Search Engine Watch, I think that they they probably, I mean, someone like Danny Sullivan and, and some of the brain trusts at Search Engine Watch have plenty. Of of experience to be able to share there, but not necessarily as much actual, you know, hands-on experience as maybe the Sempo group would. And I, I don't want to get myself into trouble here because I totally stand behind Danny, and I think that he's, you know, one of the fathers and continues to be one of the fathers of our industry. Uh, but I do uh, want to talk in more detail maybe after the break around some of this division that that something like this causes within our industry sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. Folks, stay with us. We're going to step out. When we come back, we're going to hit these uh, uh, hit, hit these topics that Chris is talking about. We're going to see who's for it, who's against it. Heck, maybe we can even find an example of something that's in question. Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back right after the break. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sword with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. That's right, folks. I want to welcome you back to this Tuesday, October the 16th edition of the SEO rock stars. My name is Darren Babin. I am joined by my co-host, Chris Boggs, the Director of Thought Leadership from Rosetta. Today we are talking about an open call for an FTC review from Sempo. Right before we stepped out for the break, um, you know, Chris had mentioned that things like this can absolutely create a division within the community. So we, we know there's going to be people who are absolutely for this. I'm one of them. Uh, and we know there's people who are absolutely going to be against this. Um, Chris, is there something um, that you guys uh, have seen that you can cite? Maybe uh, an example of something that is something the engines are doing right now that would necessitate you know, a review from the FTC saying, hey, guys, this... This this isn't what you know the um, you know the guidelines were intended to be based on what we said in two thousand two or or things have evolved um, you know in such a way that um, you know there the engines have either 
you know, gone um, so far down the line um, that the people who are absolutely now driving there uh, aren't the same people who were driving 10 years ago uh, and, and are just doing things, um, you know, blindly uh, without any heed for these guidelines uh, from back in 2002. Is, is there something that, that, you know, we could cite? Well, I think that you or know, should we not? <laughs> you know, the, the one that I think um, sort of bought this back up to a, a bit of a head was when um, Google, uh, with their products, Google Shopping. Um, you know, where you you sometimes like, let's say, you type in the search Nike Shocks or Nike Shocks Men or something like that, because you want to buy some Nike Shocks, which is a, a particular style of Nike shoes. Um, you know, within the organic listings, it used to be that the shopping results uh, they were known they were originally frugal way back when, uh, and then they became. Uh, Google Shopping and Google Products, and then who knows what it's called these days. But in any case, um, Google just recently monetized that. And it used to be something where as long as you had the ability to set up a feed properly, you could get your listings into that. And it really became part of the organic search results feed, right? And sure. so when Google first came out with monetizing this, some people felt that they weren't as blatant as they should be in describing these uh, listings that are now appearing, you know, with an image, which, you know, based on lots of eye tracking studies, we know that people's eyeballs get attracted to images on search result pages, especially if they're looking for a particular product and then they see an image of that product. It's going to probably cause them to look over, especially when it's amongst a bunch of non-image-laden search results, right? So in a way, it's got a bit of an advantage. And now, instead of being free, it's actually something where it's a sponsored listing. So uh, if you look at the search today, Day and, and the way that Google incorporates it, it's not consistent, uh, but it's now often within the top, or actually most often the top of the right side bar, uh, which are traditionally reserved for AdWords ads, right? Sure. Um, I did a search for Nike shocks, and that's where I find them, but then I added Nike, I added men to the search, and I'm seeing them actually appear just below the paid search listings on the top left, uh, and, and sort of leading off and, and above the organic listings, right? So um, some people may argue uh, that in the case of the search for Nike Shocks men, uh, if I was you know, not hypervigilant, uh, I may think that the sponsored sign that appears on the upper right of that box could actually pertain to the ads that are above it, right? And, and that, that now these, these shoe ads with the pictures may not actually be sponsored. So we're really talking about splitting hairs to some degree, I think, in, in this particular example, because Google, I think, has already preemptively tried to... Um, you know, clearly label these shopping results as being sponsored. We we don't have anything anymore like paid inclusion, which was obviously a big thing that that helped to spur these original guidelines. Um, you know, Yahoo was fairly infamous for having paid inclusion, and when I was with Razorfish in in two thousand, uh, you know, four and five. Uh, and six, um, you know, we did a lot of paid inclusion for clients, and and that was essentially, uh, you know, it was free theoretically, right? But it wasn't free. So um, I think that the landscape has changed uh, since the guidelines originally came out. First of all, so there's probably some more difficult to spot uh, paid for listings, and that that would be one of them where somebody could maybe be confused that the Google Shopping listings were, uh, uh, you know, uh, actually right. sponsored. You know, what bothers me, though, is that in this response that I just gave you, 
there are some people out there that are thinking, oh, there he is. He's shilling for Google again. Uh, he's defending Google. He loves Google. Google's his daddy. He wants to marry Google. Google and Chris sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, right? And it's starting to really get me pissed off because if you look at the comments of some of these articles, um, you know, uh, like the one at Search Engine Land, uh, there's a small vocal minority of people that say that, you know, Danny Sullivan is a shill for Google. We're Sempo's just nothing but a shill for Google. And, and, and in fact, you know, this, this particular subject doesn't even lend itself that well to that sort of bashing. So it's a little bit concerning to me. I, I, I think that as an industry, you know, we all have to stand together somehow, right? And maybe Sempo's right. not the best organization there is, uh, but we're pretty much the only one right now that has the scope and, and literally the global presence uh, that's out there. That's a nonprofit dedicated to supporting search. So at the very least, uh, we could be considered, uh, you know, cousins of Google uh, uh, and, and potentially partners with them in a sponsorship manner. But that doesn't mean that we're going to go out and just do whatever Google says, right? And so I, I think it's a little bit disappointing that part of the industry feels that way, that this is just us trying to stand up for Google when, in fact, this is us, you know, sharing what our membership feels, much like the SOPA and the PIPA uh, things, right? The reason that we felt that it was important to speak out there was because of where our membership feels. And frankly, my last little soapbox comment here on, the, on that subject is that we do owe Google something, whether or not we like it, right? Every one of us, this whole freaking show, this whole industry, if it weren't for Google, who knows what we'd be doing, right? I may be actually an international drug smuggler if I wasn't, you know, a search marketing guy. <laughs> And, and, and that's just where I am now, and I've been doing it for the last 10 years since I got out of the Marines. You know, I lucked into it, and there's a lot of other people that owe a hell of a lot to Google. And, and for people to be so, um, you know, personally, I think it's a little bit unfair the way that they bash Google. I mean, yeah, so anyway, that's my opinion on it. I know there's plenty of arguments that Google is, in fact, evil, and there are some, you know, instances where there's such indication, but overall... Uh, you know, if it weren't for Google, uh, you know, it, it becomes a, a bite in the hand that feeds you kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, there's been no, um, you know, no mincing words with, with how I felt about Google for a very long time. I mean, I was, I was avidly, you know, um, one who would shout, you know, do no evil, BS, right? They, like, you know, at their heart. They're, you know, the, I feel they're doing... Okay, so over the past... I'd say two or three years. My phone, I, I think, has softened with respect to Google. I mean, even to the point that, and, and folks, I'm definitely not, you know, um, you, you know, uh, hooking up with Google. I mean, that's not that's not me. Um, and just as Chris said, you know, I think there is a certain amount, um, you know, owed. You know they they do that um, because they have built this unbelievable behemoth that actually drives revenue for countless. You know I don't even think we could put the numbers to it. Uh, how many people are actually doing business? Um, you know through Google on a minute by minute basis, second by second basis. Uh, that turning back, Chris, to your your example, the Nike shocks. You know men listing. You know I'm looking at how they've denoted this. And I got to say, albeit Google says that it's sponsored, you know, they still have the little information hyperlink to, to the right of that. 
I think that that little um, JavaScript pop up says it really, really well. Based on your search query, we think you are trying to find a product. Clicking in this box will show you results from providers who can fulfill your request. Here's the kicker. Google may be compensated by some of these providers. Now, when I look at this, you know, I, I'm sure there's there's folks out there that can whine and complain and say this is creating confusion, blah, blah, blah. I think this is fairly plain. I think as a preemptive action, I think I think Google actually did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, if people are too stupid to realize that it was paid for, which honestly, I don't think that should really matter. You know, I, I really don't. Intent is everything. As long as someone's not trying to sell me a microwave oven up there when I type in Nike shocks for men, I'm happy. As long as I'm finding Nike shocks and a, and a variety of them, all, you know, around my my local area, I'm happy. I feel like I feel like the SERPs uh, and the algorithm to get me there has done its job. I think if they've denoted it the way they have, it says sponsored. I've been in the business long enough to know what that means. I think most people know what you know ads related to are are sponsored is. Um, and if they don't, there's a little information link right there, right? I and most think, people- you know you could argue. Google, the last sentence, um, you know, as being Google may be compensated. Google may be compensated by some of these providers. providers. I think that the reason they can write that is because uh, if you look at the, I'm seeing East Bay, Foot Locker, Champs, East, Sports Authority, right, et cetera. Zappos, sure. Potentially, um, Sports Authority is actually getting a kickback from Nike to pay for that. So that means that Google can essentially say that Sports Authority isn't really paying for that. Uh, I don't know if that's the reason that they word it that way, but that would be kind of what I would read into that a little bit and wonder. Yeah, but Chris, even uh, if they were, even if they were, what does that matter? Like if Sports Authority is is like if they're buying it, whether they're getting a kickback or not, like it's still sponsored. But the way this reads is. Maybe it's Finish Line, East Bay, and Zappos that are paying for it, but Sports Authority isn't. Foot Locker isn't. Champs isn't, right? Some of these providers may be compensated. Well, well then we have, to, we have to verify and validate because, to my understanding, if you're in Google products now, you're paying for every click. So it's okay. not a matter of some of these guys just getting grandfathered in, from my understanding. Now, it could be okay, wrong. I wish so, we had some more people in the chat room to validate that. But, so, uh, then the word, so then the word some of these providers, that's, that's the misleading part. That's what you're saying? Yeah, and that's why I think that they could theoretically be playing with words there uh, because some of the providers may not be actually directly paying Google or maybe you know, the providers are just giving Google someone else's money so they're not saying that it's them that's paying them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right, which is obviously – the workaround. I, I back to the to the point at hand. I, I get it. I mean, definitely. We're going um, to run another topic or not today? But you know, I, I, the bottom line is is that you know, Sempo's trying to help out here. Danny Sullivan has obviously thrown his ring in the hat, his hat in the ring as well, and he's someone that should certainly be strongly considered to be someone that would support that too. I think it's incredible that people would actually sit there and call Danny Sullivan you know, a Google shill or whatever. I mean, he does a great job in the uh, 
uh, Sempo article refuting that with about 10 different examples where he has come out against Google. So, uh, and, and you can certainly go back and see a lot of uh, examples where Sempo has not towed the line directly with Google either. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, let's take one last break. And uh, folks, when we come back, we're going to put a little bow on this. And I, I, I believe we're going to mention just as a highlight, we're not going to get into it very, very deep at all, but something that uh, I think is pretty damn cool. We talked about the integration just briefly of Gmail, Gmail and a little bit of Google Drive. There's the writing search. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? SearchMetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with SearchMetrics.com. That's SearchMetrics.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars exclusively on webmasterradio.fm. That's right, folks. Want to welcome you back to our final few minutes here on this Tuesday, October the 16th, 2012 edition of the SEO rock stars. Again, my name is Darren Babin, and I am joined by my co-host Chris Boggs, the director of thought leadership from Rosetta, and today we've been talking about the call to the FTC to review how search engines disclose their paid listings. Chris, before we jump uh, away from this really quick, I, I wanted to ask you, who do you think would be opposed to this in our space? Well, I would think that... Um 
you know, there may be any number of marketers that would prefer to be able to surreptitiously market to people. Uh, so I guess, you know, without lumping people together, but maybe the shadier marketers would oppose this. Oh, got it. <laughs> the, the, yeah. The, uh, the larger assumption there. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 Absolutely concur with the simple call. Uh, I think you know the cleaner it can be done on um, you know on a uh, on an ad level like that. I, I definitely do believe there there should be plain disclosure. You know where the waters get muddy. You know I don't know about you, but I don't like swimming in that. I, I definitely prefer you know to swim where I can see where I'm going. So right, I don't, I don't uh, mind being someplace dirty as long as there's a sign there that says <laughs> it's dirty on the door, right? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, there, that's the marine coming out in you, buddy. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's jump over real quick. Uh, right before the break, I, I had mentioned um, that uh, Google has launched an interesting feature that they have a field test running on right now. That um, basically allows once you're authenticated into your regular Gmail account, this this does not apply to Google Apps users as of yet. Um, but basically, what what they're doing is is as you go to the Google search bar and you perform a search out to the right, pending you know, barring what what results are obviously coming back, what have you, they're actually displaying um, to the right of of the SERPs. Uh, a, a link for Gmail results, and then below that, for Drive results. So as you're logged into your regular Gmail account, whenever you're searching for anything, the the idea is you shouldn't have to think about where something is to go there to search for it. If you can search from one box and find everything that you may have, whether it's stored in an email, whether it's stored in um, you know, Google Drive, what have you, that you can access it right from the search bar. And I got to say, personally, I, I love that idea. I mean, to me, it's the simple things that you know, we, we don't normally see or think about and then you know wow it's like you know that to me makes sense chris your your thoughts on that well i i applaud this i think you know there's obviously some people that may have like some pretty i think you know validated fears about something like this right i mean what happens if you're doing a search and you know your wife standing over your shoulder and some email that you don't want her to see pops up, uh, you know, as one example. Uh, that would certainly never happen with me, just to set the record straight. But, um, you know, I think this is another great use of that right nav sort of kind of area that Google uh, has historically, as long as they have AdWords inventory, they've put it there. I think that they've, you know, in, in going forward with their knowledge graph and with incorporating a lot of the stuff from the knowledge graph uh, from trust authorities on that sort of section of the of the SERP um, 
you know, this is just another opportunity for them to fill white space with stuff that could be pertinent and useful uh, for the user. And and so if you want to opt into this and, um, you know, you may not remember about some particular article you read or a discussion, a brief discussion that you had with someone, whether it happened at a forum or in an email chain or, or if you read it somewhere on some blog or something like that. So if you can remember sort of the theme of what it was you were talking about and go in and search, bam, oh, wow, it wasn't an email chain. You know, and for those of us with you know, thousands of emails that are unread, uh, it's very helpful to, I think, have something like this. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it, just like me. I mean, I, I'm in the same position. That's that's why when when I you know realized that that this was being integrated, absolutely 100% in support of it. And um, truly, once this rolls over to Google Apps, uh, that's where I think you know um, at the corporate level, you know, this becomes truly a tremendous asset. A tremendous asset. So, folks, this is something to keep an eye on. Um, if, if you're interested in getting involved in the field trial, uh, th- this is actually being reported on over at WebPro News. You can head on over there, or uh, we'll, we'll actually take the, the field trial sign-up link, and we'll drop that over at uh, facebook.com forward slash SEO Rockstars, and we'll also have um, we'll have Brasco go ahead and uh, publish that link out there and the rest of our social profiles. So one quick ironic thing, if I could. Sure. So in this, and I was going to mention the Web Pro News is what I was reading kind of about this after you explained it, and I just read the part that they cited from the Google uh, Inside Search blog that says, quote, when you're looking for something, you should be able to find what you need quickly, in the pa- uh, whether it's in your email or out on the public web. So here's an example where just based on the my opinion that I just gave you without having read that yet, it could sound right. like I'm just trying to be a Google shell, right? Because I'm seeing exactly what Google said. <laughs> so isn't that funny? I mean, it's ironic. And I swear to God, I didn't read that before I said that. So, you know, there you go. Listen, listen, Chris, buddy, I, I'm, I'm always here to back you, shill or not. We love you, baby. We love you. <laughs> Folks, buddy. he's absolutely not a shill. If you know Chris... You know, you know this is this is probably the farthest thing from the truth. Uh, Chris is absolutely one of the fairest guys in this space that I know. So, um, if you have any questions specifically related, definitely hit him up. You know, he's he's always around. Um, Chris, I think that's going to do it for us today. I, I can I can definitely say I really hate uh, what you guys are doing with the effort reaching out to the FTC. Absolutely in support of that. Uh, uh, and, one more uh, thing def- too, we should yeah. thank, uh, you know, Danny Sullivan had said that he yep. would have loved to join us today, but unfortunately he was traveling uh, on the way to PubCon. Otherwise, it would have been great to have him on here to also provide his opinion, and maybe we can get him on to a show uh, soon, uh, you know, if this moves any further uh, for some uh, more information from his perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. Folks, that is going to do it. Right here um, from Webmaster Radio once again this week. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Folks, if you've got any questions or topic suggestions you would like Chris and I to address, feel free head on over to our social profiles, whether it be twitter.com slash SEO Rockstars or 
hit up at Boggles or hit us up at facebook.com forward slash SEO Rockstars. We'd be happy to address any questions that you guys have. Make sure you follow us. Stay in touch. We will do the same. We will see you again next week for another edition. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.